the Chaos Ray. Chaos Ray presents Can Spirituality Liberate the Minds of Blacks from Religion with Guest Crumb TV? Broadcast September the 13th, 2020. Enjoy. Solutions hosted by Tyrone Thompson at TalkRealSolutions.com are the views of Tyrone Thompson and do not reflect the views of TalkRealSolutions.com, YouTube, or etc. The content here belongs to Talk Real Solutions and its many contributors. Views and opinions expressed by all contributors belong to them and not TalkRealSolutions.com or Tyrone Thompson, the host, or etc. All data and 
information provided on the site is for informational purposes only. Talk Real Solutions makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, correctness, suitability, or validity of any information on this site and will not be liable for any errors, omissions, or delays in this information or any losses, injuries, or damages arising from its display or use. All information is provided on an as-is basis. In the world where there's crime, corruption, violence, murder, rape, theft, and all forms of atrocity that plagues the world in which we live in today, what you're witnessing, we are living in a state of chaos. And it'll take a greater or much extremer chaos to restore the order in which the world we live in today. Good evening, my people. This is Chaos here. And tonight, I have a special guest, a returning guest for a subject that hasn't really been talked about lately here on in a while on TRS. But before I go into the subject matter at hand, if you be so kindly, go to um, talkworldsolutions.com. On the website, you will find the latest articles, news, and current events on the website. So if you want to keep up to date on current events or existing on things that's going around here in this country and abroad, just find us at talkrealsolutions.com. Also, you'll find a list of the black-owned banks and you know, other um, information that related to black people. That's also on the website as well. So check out Talk Real Solutions. You also can find this broadcast on Facebook if you're a member or liking the group titled Talk Real Solutions on Facebook, you could spell Talk Real Solutions. You'll find the line, as always, represent of Talk Real Solutions. So if you want to follow the stream, you can follow us on Facebook. And, you know, we also have a YouTube channel, Talk Real Solutions. Some episodes are on the YouTube channel as well. Uh, so, you know, all the information is there. So let me take one little look before anything else. We've got to restart something. But anyway, um... I think I said enough. Um, what else I'm missing? Um, oh yes, um, Keenan Booker, as you know, will come back. Will be a special guest, uh, future broadcast. So be on the lookout for that. The man that writes the book, Kicked Out of Heaven, volumes one through three. So be on the lookout for future shows with the brother. Um, Matter of fact, before I open up and welcome my guests, there's something I have to say that was on my mind lately. And I'm not sure if y'all are familiar with this, people. But there was, a, I guess, a movie on Netflix. And let me type it up find the actual name of it. 
I believe it's titled Cutie on Netflix. Yes. Let me see what this is. All right. Okay. Yes. This is a a film that was posted on Netflix. And when this came out? They said it came out a few days ago. I could be wrong. Let me just scroll down. And the reason I'm bringing this up, oh, okay, it dropped September 9th. That was, let me see, today is the 13th, so 12, 11, 10, 9. It dropped Tuesday. And the purpose of this film is about, um, it tells the story of 11-year-old girls who joined a twerking dance squad. Netflix altered the film Synops, which anger viewers as the original wording on Twitter read, Amy 11. And it becomes fascinating with a twerking dance crew. Hoping to join them, she starts to explore her femininity, defying her family tradition. Now, now people, as y'all know, throughout, I believe, YouTube, they have these channels and streams dedicated to guest femininity. But this right here takes it a little too much. In regards femininity of young girls that's not even adults. Some not even legal enough. But this is what's said right here in the writing. Let's go on. It is now read eleven year old Amy start to reveal against her conservative family traditions when she becomes fascinated with a free spirit dance crew. And a statement on Netflix said this was not an accurate representation of the film, so the image and descriptions has been updated. Look at this craziness. Wow. This is crazy. Why is Cutie so controversial? The French film has been blasted for sexualizing girls or sexualizing the girls. The movie which premiered at the World Cinema Drama Competition section of the Sundance Film Festival this year and dropped on Netflix on September 9th, pulled internet culture into a spotlight and focused on the hyper-sexualization of girls. In the American promotional poster ahead of Netflix release, Amy and her cuties are seen wearing incredibly short, tight shorts and crop tops and posing in nature or posing in mature positions that have been deemed sexual. In comparison, the French poster shows the four leading girls laugh and dance as they hold shopping bags. The girls are wearing bras over their clothes, but the vibe feels more pain playful. Um, ooh, this is crazy. And here's a comparison. What's on Netflix, Disney, and Amazon Prime? Look for a new Netflix series, and these are the ones that show in listing. But this was created and written by a black bitch from Senegal. Yes, yes, yes. And I'm going to say this personally. I'm going to have you come up, um, brother, in a second. A lot of people said this person is not Eidos, so it's not of concern to a degree. 
But I have a big problem when this is not created and structured by a non-black person. This is a female help promote and produce this type of crap to be put on mainstream internet media. And the biggest platform, like the Netflix, is a problem. And mind you, I've not heard much content creators talked about this. I'm finding this through social media. And it lets me know how much black women really do care about the interests of children, especially young girls. Now, I could be wrong. I give them a few days before they start catch on and talk about this and really blast on this. I guarantee you if a black man did this and made a film, not only he would go to jail, but you see pure content on this all day, every day. But it's neither here or there. I'm going to move on to the actual subject at hand. I just had to reveal this because I find it very alarming. Um, let me see. Okay, if you dare, brother, press star 6-1. All right, the title for tonight's show. Chaos Ray presents, Can Spirituality Liberate the Minds of Blacks? And, hold on. And my special guest to discuss this matters. Oh, oh actually, Blacks from Religion, sorry. My special guest, again, that has returned back to Talk World Solutions, I present to you Crumb Snatcher from Crumb TV. So, welcome, Crumb to TRS, Talk World Solutions again, brother. Peace and love, brother. Thank you so much for having me on. Welcome, welcome. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Sorry for the hold up briefly. I had to read that because I've noticed this was circulating for the last few days. And to find out it was a woman that's not from America but from the continent, from France, that produced this film. Very questioning. It's daunting. That this should be from anybody that heard about it should be talking about this more. And very few people have been talking about this. Maybe because she's a black woman. I don't know. I could be wrong, brother. I could be wrong. Maybe that's why they have not talked about it yet. But to find that Netflix had this out and she was the one that was the one behind the scenes making this, it's very alarming. And the times we're in now that we are in the final stage, which is the push for pedophilia, which I call the death toll of Western slash real civilization. Once this is completely legal and in the minds of people to find okay to be messing with underage children. So we shall see what how this is going to play out. But nonetheless, Crumb, um, welcome again. Uh, I don't know if you want to tell a little people about yourself because it's the second time on here for anybody that's new that will be listening in a little bit about Crumb TV, what it is, what it's composed of. Yes, brother, absolutely. So Crumb TV is basically a platform that's going to tell our story from our perspective. We've already heard the information from the Europeans <clears throat> by and large, and now it's time for us to balance the, balance the energies with the with a with a perspective that is from a melanated source of someone who is studied under the master teachers, you know, um, 
we are in the age of information, and a lot of information that we've been given was backwards, if given at all. And the platform is just a voice from uh, the people with me alike, because even though I myself have a lot to share in, in terms of scholastic and academic information, there's a lot of other brothers and sisters outside of me who have unique perspectives, and they have a special place on the platform as well. So it's not just for me. It's a network of brothers and sisters who are not only master teachers, but master students. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Now, Crumb, from your understanding of this, what is the difference of what you view of spirituality and religion? Are there two in the same or two separate entities and how we view these things? Because there are black people that are so-called religious. The majority of them are Christians, by 80% or 70, whatever percent is. And there are some of our people that are Muslims, whatever percent that is. But when you hear somebody say that they are spiritual and they don't fall under those two dichotomies, or three, what is, to your view, spirituality and religion? It is something that well, is... I... Go ahead. Mm-hmm. My apologies. Before I give the official answer, I just want to let the family know I am on YouTube under Crumb TV. You can find me there. I'm also on Instagram, Crumb TV underscore. Give me a Grammy. That's what I like to say. And I'm also mm-hmm. on Facebook. I call it Racebook, but, yeah, you can find me there as well, Crumb TV. So, yeah, with that said, um, it's a given fact that religious and spirituality are two terms that are often discussed in similar contexts. However, the term spiritual may not necessarily allude to being religious. Um, In addition, um, spiritual but not religious is kind of a trending term these days, if you've noticed. Have you, brother? Yeah, it's different to me. Um, And the reason why, because... uh, Go ahead. Go ahead. Go finish. Well, I was going to ask, have you heard anybody, have you ever heard anybody say, I'm spiritual, not religious? To be honest with you, No. From where I'm at, I don't really. People say they usually when they come when they hear spiritual, they say, "What's that?" They always say, "I'm actually a Christian." They don't know what that is, on the average. Well, there's a there's a new wave of millennials, and um, they've characterized themselves as being spiritual, not religious. This is not an atheist thing that's trending, but it's a kind of uh, a, a new way of looking at the whole way of dealing with. Uh, quote unquote, a God or Creator. It, but I digress. It's important to note that while a religious person is most definitely a spiritual person, a spiritual person is not always religious. That's what I want to point out to you. So that is where the differences commence. Religion is a tangible theory where importance is attached to worshiping idols, symbols, you know, fixed ideals. Thereby, being religious involves placing faith upon tangible aspects. You know, the Bible really means a lot to my grandma. The concept of spirituality does not include idols or symbols or books like the Bible, and such as it has more of an intangible quality to it, where, you know, the Christianity has always said the church is not the building, but the building really feels like a church Within spirituality, they really, or we really indeed believe, a building cannot be a church. We are the walking churches. 
You know, religious is a basic moral code, a set of core values, and a story outline because we tend to understand that things that way. Don't forget when we're dealing with the story, uh, well, mythology rather, of Isis, Aset, and Set. I'm sorry, excuse me. Isis, Aset, no, no, Aset, Set, and Isis. Yeah, I said that right. I'm sorry. Yeah, you said Aset, Isis, Osiris, et cetera, you know, those, yeah. Osiris, the that's the one I, would, I, I meant to say. The deities, Aset yep. Isis are the same ones. I'm sorry. Isis, mm-hmm. Osiris, and Set. You know, these are mm-hmm. just stories. Yep, that's not say they really happen, but just stories to help you understand something greater. So religious, I'm sorry, spirituality does not feature those type of characteristics. You know, there are no stories you know, to help you understand your spirituality. It's something very personal that only you can really talk about. I can't, you know, put your spirituality in a book and tell a story based off that. That's that's a personal thing. Nonetheless, um, religions are based off rituals that are strictly and ceremonially followed by those who are part of that religion. Now, spirituality does not feature such rituals, and practices followed in spirituality are more subjective. You know, people who are, who are religious, they're going to have that altar at the church. People who mm-hmm. are spiritual, I've seen a lot of spiritual people who have altars at home. I know a lot of Christians don't necessarily have altars at home, but a lot of people who identify as spiritual they do have altars. Have you ever seen an altar at someone's home? To be honest with you, brother, um, no. The only thing, if I see if any necessity altar is I see if a person take a picture of an altar, but when I go to a few people that I've known, and it's just me speaking, of an altar, it's not there. I've noticed as of recently more and more, well, actually, I, I never saw an altar in my life until I think after 2012, uh, and people just have like little altars, and it'll have pictures of their deceased uh, family members, it'll have gifts like, um, you know, a dollar and some change or whatever like that, it'll be a thing of alcohol up there, maybe some cigarettes as an offering to some of the things that the family may have partook in while they were alive. Um, just really beautiful, solemn things like that. So um, you're going to see a difference in characteristics between spirituality and uh, r- religion because it's two different cultures, one more focused upon inner cultivation, the other one more focused on outer. Um, when I was growing up, that every church – in America had a building fund, and I, I don't know, did, did your church have a building fund? Have you ever heard of that? Damn, let me think. Um, sorry, people, I'm trying to think real hard because I left the church, to be honest with you, for almost approaching 20 years. I would say, if I could recall, maybe once in a blue moon, but the church I went to is not like that. It's like one of those medium-sized small churches. <laughs> to be honest with you. So I, I will say this. Maybe one time the church I used to attend might have, but I can't recall because I was a young boy at the time. So I'm not sure if anybody else could speak 
or call in if they're admitted to an institution like a church, and they're always asking for money to put into a building fund. So that's my only answer. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's, it's almost a cliche thing at this point. Hold on two seconds. Uh, it's also it's almost a cliche thing at this point. It's like the girl that strips her way through college. So you know mm-hmm. when she's at the strip club, you're thinking, oh well, she's just stripping, and she's like, oh no, I'm trying to get through college. I think Kanye had even did a song about that. Not a song, but he said something in his lyrics. Wow, and he's like, hey, uh, I'm trying to help this girl get through college, and so on and so forth. But it's like kind of a running gag. So now the the church building fund is almost a running gag to where a lot of churches, they will tell you they have a church building fund where they're collecting money uh, for a bigger and better church. Um, And a, a lot of times it never happens. And there's another saying, oh, the preacher done messed up the church's money. But, you know, mm-hmm. me, I grew up in church. I've been to a lot of different churches. Uh, I, I, I've been out of church for a long time as well, but I'm an old man. So I spent a little bit less than half my life in the church. Mm-hmm. 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 You know, one thing, since we talk about church, um, I'm not sure anybody would remember back in the days in church that have you ever noticed that depending on the church you go and attend and the state you're in, sometimes you might see them put the, the collection plate and move around more than, I guess, two times? I went to one particular church, and I'm going to tell the story myself. The church I used to go back um, roughly almost 20 years ago, when it was time to, for people to put collection to the church, the basket only went one time. When I went out and went to a different church establishment, I noticed the basket moves more than two times. Like three times they'll have the basket circle for people to put money into the basket. And I never, and never, I never really questioned it and said, why would this church ask for people to donate more than once than the church I went to that's not a well-established church? And I, I don't know if I can say it's a struggling church, but, but this church is asking for more money. And to me, when I pieced it together, I found out that this is a big profit church with people that have actual money to put into maintain not only the establishment church but the pastor's pockets. Now, I'm not sure if people want to fight me against that, but that's what I've noticed. Can we agree or disagree? Well, you know when we're dealing with this new wave of Christianity, they have this thing called prosperity preaching. Have you heard yeah. of that before? Yes. I remember a, a consecrate mentioned this is something new that came around around the mid to late 80s. Prosperity um, preaching, gospel, and all that stuff. And the, whole, the sole purpose of it is to make whatever church established is, make it and turn it into what they call a megachurch. You follow me? We have big players like big pimps like Creflo Dollar, T.D. Jakes, um, that white pastor from Texas, Houston, I forgot his name. Joel um, Osteen. Yes. Um, and a bunch of names that I can't name off of my head. But this prosperity gospel really conditions the minds of, I guess, the servants. And, and this is just me, bro. 
I feel that a lot of black men, from what I'm hearing, and I got different information from a few women that don't really pay attention to detail, that a lot of men, brothers, are leaving the church and don't want to really deal with the so-called prosperity gospel. And the reason why that is because they know the pastor's telling a bunch of bullshit to the congregation. But a lot of women are accepting the bullshit. At one time, if you did something wrong and the pastor would come Wednesday, he would mention you sometimes in the church and tell you that if you don't get it straight, you're going to go straight to hell. Now it's like a, a door where it said, it's okay to engage your perverse, degenerate behavior. There's no consequence. Maybe if you come in and say you pray to Jesus, it'll go away. So I'm going to leave it on that. Yeah, you know, um, I've definitely noticed the same thing. You know, and and times are definitely changing now. And it seems like our women are reluctant to let these things go. But I think our women have been a lot, have been very nostalgic, you know. Mm -hmm. You're going to see where the woman has a baby, and the baby's four years old, but she's going to keep holding on to the, the uh the clothes from when the baby was first born, the 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 newborn clothes or the infant clothes because, you know, she's just holding on to a feeling more so than anything else. And I think that's what we're seeing with our women in the churches now. The church is having its last hoorah and mm-hmm. most by and large our men have, have abandoned the church and our women are still there just kinda of holding the shell together. But it won't be long before even that part will fall off and we won't, you know, remember this. It'll be just a thing within the history books that will, will be long forgotten, like Zeus uh, and, and the Greek gods. Mm-hmm. I agree. I totally agree. Um, the call number for tonight's show is 712-770-4160. The access code is 915-411-POUND. I repeat, 712 770 Six year access code nine one five four one one pound. Tonight's subject Chaos Rain presents um, can but can spirituality liberate the minds of blacks from religion? Now and moving forward I think you did you dedicate a series on Crumb TV on the religion is aspect Crumb from the three-headed monsters, Judaism, Christianity, um, what do you call it? Um, Islam. Islam. Um, I'm not sure if you were like even before you came to knowledge of of self or this ever journey of you know understanding the self. That was you more of a Christian or is or what they call a Muslim before you came across certain information to have you change your mind and look at these religious more of a side eye? Well, me, I was definitely a Christian. Um, I wasn't even like a regular Christian either. I was a diehard Christian. And I'm not talking about when he fake diehard Christian. I was a real diehard Christian. And I'm going to tell you what I mean. When mm-hmm. I was a kid, my parents did not, I repeat, did not forced me to go to church to church i would i would call my aunt because her husband drove the church van i would call her ass on on saturday night and like hey 
tell Unc, don't forget me. And she's like, I won't, baby. Sunday morning, Unc, forget me. And I'm like, damn it. I got to walk to church. So I was one of those Christians who was willing to walk to church. My parents did not force me to go. So, you know, when I talk to other Christians, it's like, listen, you, you were in there because they forced you into a cult. I was in there because, you know, I just really wanted to be. That's where my heart was at. You know, mm-hmm. so we were on two different levels. So as a Christian, you know, I'm sorry, um, my background is, you know, I take pride in anything I do. And at that time, I took pride in Christianity. I, 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 and I can tell you, honestly, I knew absolutely nothing other than Christianity. So at that time, I wasn't aware of, of, of the three-headed monster, the three-headed beast, the hydra. You know, I, I, didn't, I didn't know anything about it. All I, I didn't know about Judaism. All I did know about was Christian. I was told in those days, you don't eat off everybody's table. So, you know, I, I just broke bread with Christians, and that's it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, but I tell you, man, for a lot of people that are diehard Christians, and I know some people that are TRS, and I'm a throw shot. No mind, Joe. Love y'all, TRS. That when I came across this platform, a lot of people were against the Christianity, the Islam, et cetera, and said that some are even go as far as atheists. And mind you, I mean, I'm not really too well versed on the definition of these terms. Um, I could probably look at what atheist was, what it is, and I'd say, well, I never really subscribed to any of this stuff because I know with spirituality there's something of what they call a creation. Unfortunately, you know, um, a lot of people say that a lot of our people before we were enslaved were atheists. I'm not sure how valid that was. We weren't Christians, but we did believe in a higher power. You get me? But because a lot of us have not really looked into the information of what really black people were subjugated with before the West came up with these three-headed religions to force our people, a lot of us walk around and say, well, if I'm not following this, I'm good. I said, are you really good? Because they took you away, and out of all what made you what you are as an African person, whether you're indigenous to this land or whatever, and created a new identity for you. So if you have to relabel yourself to something, you have to understand you're still playing under the so-called man's rules. And it's expected because he knows there's going to be a time when you're going to come across this information about what Christianity really is, what Islam is, and what Judaism is. So what he does, he put things, precautions established. So that way he can keep you um, confused. Because, like, warfare, confusion is the number one game of control. And you only accomplish this when you really remove the identity of the self. Some of us are trying to reclaim our African minds. As much as I have not want to hear that. But you are, as a person, no matter what HR, are, are trying to gather what you lost and trying to restructure yourself to find not only your weight but what you truly are because you've been programmed to be what we like to call um, cattle, something that is used, an object for somebody else's plaything. But nonetheless, um, the religion part plays a role in 
the program process. Hell, you think about it, um, Crum. I hear some Negroes talking about say Nat Turner, because he was a Christian, he was able to free the slaves. I say, are you sure about that? Did you really read his, his confessions? He didn't talk about much about Christianity in regards to what he's seen in vision. But, you know, I'm not sure if you have any answers to that, but... Well, when, we, when we're dealing with religion, mm-hmm. i got to be honest. It's, well, let me back up to what you were saying earlier. Mm-hmm. You said atheists, mm-hmm. and you said what our ancestors practiced. Mm-hmm. So now we look at the word atheist. It's a Greek word. It's a, meaning away, like ab or um, asymptomatic, mm-hmm. and then you have theist. So now when you're dealing with the word theist, theist, if you take off the I-S-T, you have theo. Theo means in Greek, God. So now when you're dealing with theology, that's the study of God. So mm-hmm. a theos or a theology or atheist is simply a Greek word. So all of these ideas and concepts are born through them. When you're dealing with theo, theist, atheist, theo is a Greek word for God. Now, when we look at the word God, that's foreign to Africa. Throughout all of the diaspora, we don't see where our people had any reverence for a God caricature. We dealt with deities. So now when you look at the word deity, you're going to see the word um, diva. Okay. So your first deities were divas. When you look at your divas, these are, are are women, you know, but they're women with a with a with a with a status like Beyonce. She's a diva. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a deity. We, you know, people idolize Beyonce. They worship Beyonce. She's a diva. She's a deity. The first concept of a, you know, in terms of African. Uh, spirituality, theology, if, if, ever so, if ever so there were a thing. You know, when you're dealing with those things, you're going to see a more feminine aspect to this spiritual side. But when you look at the European counterpart, you're going to see a more masculine interpretation with this God. And we know that the God is a man and, you know, he has a big beard and, you know, he looks like Zeus and He's angry and he'll hit you with a thunderbolt if you say the wrong thing and so on and so forth. So now this counterpart is a woman and she's fertile and she's sexual and she's peaceful. And you're going to see depictions of her as Isis to where she's in love with a man. And, you know, she has so much black girl magic and so much yawning power that 
she can have sex with a dead man and have a baby. Because, you know, when you're dealing with mm-hmm. ISIS, you're dealing with uh, Ishtar, you know, the Easter bunny. She fucked like a rabbit. I'm sorry for saying it like that. And But mm-hmm. she, she's fertile, you know. Um, so now, uh, when you're dealing with these ideas, we have to understand there is no such thing as God. Now, there are deities. But these deities are simply spiritual personifications of something we observe in nature. So now you're going to have the sun. The sun is something we observe in nature, so we're going to make it spiritual, and we're going to give it reverence. So now when, when this happens, you have to understand, we create gods. We create deities. These are things that we observe, we give validity to, and we praise. At one point in time, we gave Zeus validity, but now we don't. And as soon as you stop giving Zeus validity, he no longer becomes a god. And that's the same thing I tell the people about the devil. There is no boogeyman in the closet. There is no monster under the bed. These things only exist when you give them reverence. So now when you're dealing with these natural personifications like the sun, you have to understand the first personification into a godlike figure was mother. Your mother was your first god before you even knew there was a son. Mm-hmm. Your, your, your mother delivered you to the son. Because prior to the sun, you were in triple dark blackness inside her womb. You know, we have this thing where God creates man. We know that this is all the personification and deification of a woman and what she does. We just, we're looking at it from a European patriarchal lens. Mm -hmm. So now, when you're dealing with these ideas we have to understand God versus deity. And when we're dealing with deities, these are simply personifications of things that we observe in nature, and we give them glory. And that's the only reason they have significance. One more thing before I pass the mic. Do you mind? Okay. Take your time. When you're, dealing, when you're dealing with the word religion, religion has nothing to do with spirituality. By the time our children get to fifth grade, their European counterparts know approximately 10,000 more words than our children. So now our children have been so brainwashed when they hear the word religion, they automatically think of white Jesus. But in actuality, the word religion simply means anything that you do over and over again. That's why the preacher told you He said, don't make that car your religion. So now, Jerome, been working at Wendy's and IHOP, then failed the 11th grade just to get that new Mustang. Now he got the Mustang. He washed that thing every other day. He done worked hard to get some rims for it. He done tricked the car out, you know, and... He's made that car his God. He's deified the car. And I remember when I was in church, the preacher would say, 
Don't make that car your religion. Don't make that woman your religion. Don't make that drug your religion. So I'm like, why would the preacher say that? I don't, you know, because he's saying don't make that car your God. Don't worship the car. Don't praise the car. Don't worship that, that, uh, that pipe, that glass pipe, you know. Don't praise it because we understand that when we're dealing with religion, it has nothing to do with Jesus. Your religion can be anything. What you do every day, you do religiously. What is a part of my religion? Well, I, I wash my ass every morning. I, I wash my ass religiously. See how it has nothing to do with Jesus? We're just mis- misusing the words. So now we just automatically assume, you know, because of the culture, when you say gay, you automatically think homosexuality. But, brother, mm-hmm. when I said gay, I meant happy. They've just misused the language. They've, they, they, they'll change the definitions every so often. So now you say in God, but before you, you, you never said the word God. God is a German word. God means God damn or got damn, G-O-T. Or prior to that, I'm just going back in history for anybody that doesn't know. And prior to that, good damn. And when we're dealing with gut, G-U-D, it's actually gut dom. This is a German word. I'm trying to give you my accent. So now when you're dealing with that word, um, if you go back, it goes back to Woden. I'm sorry, excuse me, Odin. Odin goes back to Woden. Woden goes to Wednesday. Wednesday is God. There's this TV show. I think it's canceled. I don't know if it's still going on or not. It's called um, Something with God. And the, the head god, his name is Wednesday. Uh, American Gods. It's called American Gods. And they talk about a lot of what we are talking about now. Have you seen that TV show, brother? Um, I had to go back and watch it. I heard about when it was released in, I think it was 2019, I believe. I, I could be wrong. But no, 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 something like that. It's, it's actually, I heard some good reviews about it because it was revealing the African deities like um, Shango, um, Amansi, and what one thing I've, I've heard, and i got to watch myself, that it was opening the eyes of our people yep. of the possibilities. Jeez. And not only open the eyes, but think about this. They had, I think his name is Orlando Jones, Pledge Anansi. Yep. He, had, he had some words about the cancellation because he knows the power of imagery and showing from a black male's perspective, which really we were black gods anyway, but to show them in positions of altering reality and power of others, that it could have a psychological spell on people of color. So like anything, they had to remove that and the series. But think about it. Why would you end a series that was doing pretty well? Unless it had a real effect through people that's responding, through commentary, people doing videos. Hell, some people are showing short videos on Facebook of a Nazi talking about, you know, what is to come, about, you know, showing people you're supposed to unleash this and that. Remember, our people are more persuasive through subliminal images, the things they should be doing. That's very dangerous in a way. To know, say, oh, you oh, have oh. the ability with you to take back your power, to not right, take exactly. it. 
You get me? I hope that makes sense. Yes. No, 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 no. That, that makes perfect sense. I couldn't have said it better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I advise everybody if they could get a hold of it, watch for yourself to get it more clarity. I'm going to eventually watch it eventually. But that's what I'm hearing, and that's what I got of it, just by the few clips of it. Because, to be honest with you, you they are telling our story through using actual representation, Crumb. And black people would never see themselves in a more positive life until they're like low-level criminals, thugs, whores, et cetera. To have something like that out there powerful, especially in representation of God itself, is very powerful. Because to control a set of people, you have to show them in a negative life that you are powerless. And the only way you're going to get some is by the will of God, which is non-black people, European people. Damn. So, yeah, so like I said, check it out for yourself. Um, what am I saying? I'm trying to think here. You know, one thing, um, the spiritual aspects of things is people must understand it's more than just a word that I'm spiritual. It is practice with it. That means you try to learn as much as possible how to be in a spiritual journey, you know? That means a lot of people are going to have to go back to ancient arts, meditation. Not just the things that it says from other cultures, but we are the ones that create it if you look at our history. And so these are your things. This is your stuff. To really sit in a room of darkness, close your eyes, and just dream of what you want out of reality. You create something out of nothing. To sit down and meditate through symbolism, like crossing your body. Certain steps to... Align the energies, your mind, the flow, chakras, and all that stuff. So that way you are centered so you can operate on your everyday basis. These things do exist, and they are applied to people that take things like spiritual or the journey of it very seriously. It's more than just the talk, as you have to be about the little work. And I think that's one of the things people miss out um, when they say that they're spiritual. I say, okay, what is that? You know what I'm saying? People could articulate what it is, but I could look over their eyes and say, you know, you're not really in that journey from what I'm getting. You're just saying you're this, but you're one, two step away going back to Christianity, Islam. And Crumb, you could probably vouch me for this, but when you hear people say they were this, and all of a sudden when things don't go well, what do they do? They go turn back to Jesus. <laughs> but. I digress. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you want to respond yeah. to that, but yeah. Yeah. So but yeah. Um, let me see. Oh, look like somebody raised their hand. Should we take this call? Okay. Please. Alright. I'm open the line. The lines are open, guys. So if you have any questions or any pushback, please call in. Alright, the first line opened up. Hold on. Wait, hold on. Um, who's this? Hello? I open your line. Okay. They probably hang up. Let me open another line. Okay. Anonymous, I open your line. Who's this? Yeah, how you doing, girl? This is Facts. How you doing, All Facts? How you doing, this? Is All Facts? Okay. What's up, All Facts? What's on your mind? Go ahead. Fine. How you doing? I've just been listening to about like 15 minutes of you. 
guys make good points. I was mm-hmm. in a conversation yeah. with someone, and he's a Christian. I'll speak up off that because I won't be able to hear the playback. You sound low. Just speak up a little bit. I'm sounding low. Yeah, you sound better. Let me talk okay. back. Let me, now, now you can hear me. You can hear me pretty good. Yeah, I hear you, I hear you a little better now. It was a little bit earlier. Okay. Um, I got in a discussion with the, uh, you know, the Christian, and he's against abortion. But when I told him, I said, basically, you advocate abortion and you don't realize it because your talking points may be in some women's uh, head when they're in the abortion table. And he was upset. I mean, he really cursed me out and says, no, I'm wrong. But, see, when you have a scripture or any scriptures or any book who says that if a child is not uh, 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 produced and, you know, and, 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 and come into this world, they don't come into this world in a certain type of manner. They're bastards, and basically they're illegal to be on earth. That human being is illegal on earth. Not only or that society is going to put pressure and treat that child bad within that society, treat him um, um, as lower than someone who's coming from a two-parent home, um, just a society on that level. Also, um, you're putting pressure on women who may get pregnant when they're not married. Because these people, and, and such the person that suffers this, these women need to stop having these babies irresponsibly. These men need to stop having babies irresponsibly. And I got that. Right. But when you have a situation where, I don't know, you guys are talking about strippers. Stripper may get uh, a pregnant and she may have a one-night stand. And her, her mentality may be, you know what? I'm not married to that guy. I'm not doing right. I'm just going to have an abortion. Now, if she thinks that, that's her prerogative. Don't get me wrong here. That's her prerogative, right? But where is she getting those thoughts from? Where is she getting that process of that now that the baby is inside of her, comes from a one-night stand, she's getting the statistics. No, she gets that from the religious folk, guys. Religious folk. So it's it's like it's like a paradox when you and and like I say they keep on saying all these women having these kids and then they say well don't have an abortion but then when they have an abortion you get upset when they get on welfare or you know I, I listen I understand you don't want irresponsible children I got that but we know human beings human beings are not perfect you're gonna have millions of people born in this world. And matter of fact, some of them come from the church. According to and most church people have a premarital sex anyway. They're going to have a baby when they're not married, and technically they're bastards. And I'm just saying, a lot of women started getting to abortions because society shamed them, guys. They didn't want to go to church. I got pregnant. No premarital sex. How can I sing on the church choir when I'm Got a baby. Oh, my goodness. I look like a hypocrite. Everybody knew I was screwing, but I was screaming and praising the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I was criticizing all sinners, but they didn't know that I was having premarital sex. I can't. I got to rip this baby out of me. What I'm saying, that is not in all cases, but I'm saying that may be in some of the cases. So we got to watch what is the mental process of these women who says, I want to get an abortion because they, you want to criticize 
Ask why, and I guarantee you it's how they look at their situation, excluding rape and incest. I'm not even talking about that, guys. So if you, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's where I was coming from. So the church has a lot of uh, responsibility when it comes to stuff like that. Um, and um, now, uh, they tortured because of that. And, oh, and, and one last thing, if you learn about Columbus and learn about the discovery, um, the declaration of discovery and what he did, you would you would say you know what that Christianity they actually spread racism with that Christianity because Declaration of Discovery says you know what European countries have to come together and they have to decide hey when, since we're going over to these new worlds how we're we going to decide which country discovered these foreign lands first is it going to be Spain because if Spain uh, discovers the country and Great Britain comes after them, Great Britain may say we discovered. No, their solution was any European country who finds new land, take over that land, enslave the people, make sure they become Christians, beat it in them, and you make sure you, you know, uh, set your foundation there so when if another European country comes, your flag is staying there. The thing of it is they had to beat and enslave the people. That was their ultimate plan. Such evil people, and they had to get Christianity. They had to beat Christianity into them. But I'm a fall back, guys, and I'm gonna continue to listen. I just want to contribute that and the good conversation. Now, um, Offex, what made you go in to have this conversation with the abortion piece with religion? Well, no, you guys were talking about. Weren't you guys talking about religion and the strippers uh-huh. and the churches and, and things of that nature? So, oh, well, I was just tying it in with the conversation I was having today on how sometimes the church or uh, 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 the Christian ways can have some impact on why we have abortions in our society. When a woman okay. has an abortion, just think about it. Even think about it in nature. Why would a woman want to have an abortion? Why? The society says, well, you can't have it because most cultures accept somebody into their family, you know. And, 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 and even African cultures, all people don't, don't necessarily have to be murdered. if they, They're not going to look at the child different. I don't know. So I'm just saying it's the psyche. So if we want to know why it, it, it's like that. Remember, before this feminist movement in America, abortion's been happening in the world before that, before um, Margaret Thatcher. It's a fact. It's Margaret Singer. Well, we have Margaret Thatcher, Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> it's Singer. It happened before that. So now she may publicize it and says, okay, we need to legalize it and medical doctors can do it openly. But abortion, it's been, it's been, it's a part of, you know, it's a part of, the human experience, unfortunately. But why does that happen? Pressure on society. Men, you know, pressure women to do it. Other women may pressure other women to do it. Churches may do it, you know. So it's an emotional and mental thing. Now, having mm-hmm. said that, I'm not a woman. Many women get abortions for different reasons. I'm just giving you factually how a, a, a religion mindset can control and put pressure on a woman to get that abortion because maybe you think she's going to be selfish or, you know, just this, 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 the overall feeling. She doesn't want to be ostracized. I don't know. Maybe she found out she had a baby with a married man and she doesn't want to get it, have an abortion. You know, I don't know. 
So that's that's why I, I wanted to bring that up, guys. That's All it. right. All right. Thank you, Alphax. Thank you. Um, I'm not sure if you want to respond to that, Crum, if anything. Yeah. Um, I hate like I, I feel like I'm asking you too many. But have mm. you seen the movie? Uh, I'm sorry. Have I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I'm listening. Have you ever heard the? Uh, I'm sorry. Read the book, A Scarlet Letter, or The Scarlet Letter? No, I have to look it up. I haven't really read that book. Who was it written by? I'm not sure who was written by, but it was like some middle school, maybe high school reading. Something. It's like mm-hmm. a very popular thing that most kids and the uh, school system had to read. But um, it was mm-hmm. about this girl who was in the colonial days, um, as if we're not in the colonial days now. We're still dealing with these colonizers. But um, yeah. doing that, she had uh, had sex, and unfortunately she got pregnant, and she wouldn't tell anybody who she got pregnant by, and she wasn't married. Mm-hmm. And they made her wear, while she was pregnant, a scarlet A, the letter A, on her garment. And A stood for adulterer. And oh. I, I can't, right. I can't remember the book, Chris, like, like it was yesterday, but mm-hmm. somewhere in the book, it comes out that the person she had sex with was one of the head clergymen. He's like a... He's not like a pope or an archbishop, but he's, you know, he's a preacher or some something like that. And um, it was the whole thing where the city or the town is looking down on her and some of their highest esteemed noblemen or whatever you want to call them is, you know, going around town making that coochie pop. So hmm. now uh, the the clergyman, the preacher, or whatever he was, he had a heart attack because uh, he was stressing that he would get caught for getting that girl pregnant because the city did did her so wrong and kind of judged her. Um, so when the brother was talking about the abortion thing, a lot of our corrupt psyche has been influenced or shaped in some degree by the church. You know, the church said that, or the leaders of the church said that, um, said that a preacher had to take a vow or an oath of poverty. In addition to that, I'm, I'm hearing uh, something in the background, brother. Do you yeah, that's, that's my that's my Facebook. No, ignore it. It's gonna keep popping. I don't know why it's popping. Up. Keep going. Let me see if I can stop. Okay. Um. So now, um. Not only did they have did did they have to take an oath or a vow of poverty, they had to take a oath or some type of vow of celibacy, so they couldn't get married. And a lot of these 
religious practices were just kind of over the top and they went against people's nature and it made people do some disturbing things. So now, mm-hmm. because these men weren't allowed to be uh, to live out their nature, they had to mm-hmm. suppress those things. And we're going to see where that suppression is going to lead to abortions because nobody in the congregation wants you to know that they they making that coochie pop because okay. a lot of the, the religious part is, is a facade. It's not really about what you're doing. It's about how you look. Um, so now it doesn't matter if you didn't go to church Monday through Saturday. As long as you came on Sunday and you dressed apart, then, you know, you're going to heaven. And that's what the people in the city are going to say. I mean, I can remember when I was around uh, some drunkards smoking weed, getting high. And, you know, these were older cats, so I started talking about religion. And the older cats was like, don't talk about that here while we're getting high. And these were a bunch of Christians. And I said, brother, you're not a Christian? He said, yeah, but we only talk about that on Sunday in a church. And, you know, he's just as high as a giant. And he's a, he's, a, he's a full-fledged Christian, but it's not about what you do. It's about how it looks. So he made sure, or he makes sure that every Sunday, you know, he, he, he's in church um, no matter how drunk he got Saturday night and that he's paying his tithes. And as long as he's sort of f- f- fulfilling these minor obligations as a Christian, you know, it doesn't matter if he making that coochie pop Monday through Saturday. Um, you know, even even if it's with the first lady. So, um, what 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 we're going to see is an ideology. And when I was saying the oath of celibacy, you know, now he's going to have to suppress his sexual nature. And we see where the Catholic Church has had a onslaught of pedophilia. And I would theorize that even though the church is no better with the first lady involved or not, we still are going to see where it's not quite as bad as the Catholic church because, you know, he doesn't have to take a a vow or oath of celibacy so he can express himself sexually. So even though he's perverse, within his ways with his wife and the people and the ladies in the congregation, he's not necessarily raping children. But, um, you know, being that the brother brought up the abortion thing, let's kind of deal with the whole thing. The, the church has been a hotbed for sexual perversion. I remember the dawn of the, um, the homosexual choir. Have you ever seen the movie Sister Act? I remember they had three parts, Sister Act 1, 2, and I believe 3. I might remember one, not the whole movie, so I can't really give you an answer because it's been such a long time. I'm not really much a movie person like that, like I used to. Um, I'm getting to have now to watch certain things. I'm very selective to what I watch now just uh, for information purpose. But, yeah, I, I remember that movie. Not detail, but I did remember that. What about Sister Act, the first one, or anyone that you could recall? In regards Whoopi to Goldberg. 
Whoopi Goldberg, Lauren Hill. There was a lot of up and coming rappers in there. Um, you know, it's it's a cult movie classic within black cinema or black exploitation. And it just speaks to the impact of the uh, choir within black culture. So we're going to see where there's a shift that happens where this role gets taken over by a homosexual man. And uh, the, the choir is a hotbed for homosexuality uh, within the black church. The, um, the choir boys, I don't, know, I don't know if they're called choir boys or something like that, it's something boys. Um, in the Catholic church, they, they are habitually preyed upon. And early in the conception of religion, we saw where these women were having to uh, spar and grapple with their sexuality in the church as well. Um, and she would be demonized and made to feel as if her best option to, to maintain, you know, whatever place she has in terms of her status in society by having an abortion. You know, yes, I'm making my, my coochie pop, but I do want to go to church on Sunday and feel like I'm a part of something. So, hey, I'm going to get this abortion. The the preacher's going to, you know, mess with the girls in the church and mess up the church's money and the the the, the archbishop, diocese, and whoever he is, and all of these cardinals, they're going to touch young boys. And, you know, it's just a hotbed of sexual perversion inside the church. So I think the brother did touch on a, pe- a portion of that with with the uh, girls dealing with abortions, but I think there's a lot of, uh, you know, there's a quagmire inside of the church when, it's, when, it, when it comes to dealing with sexuality. And I think that's something you're not going to necessarily deal with in, in terms of spirituality. You're going to see where these spiritual people tend to be sexually free. Um, a lot of these children that were conceived of these children were called love childs or, you know, flower, flower children. Um, in the cartoon Simpsons, Ned Flanders, who is the infamous nice neighbor, he, his parents were um, hippies, and he was a flower child born out of free love. And we're going to see where his parents were very spiritual, and Ned felt like that destroyed his life. And to bring balance to his personal world, he de- he developed a strong sense of um, being religious to the point so it was obnoxious. And I think the complexity of his sexual um, uh, part of the TV series was that his wife died and he wasn't able to sexually express himself with her. And I think these are just shows um, that are going to try to deal with the sexual nuances of religion versus spirituality and how we deal with these things. Interesting, interesting. Um, the call number to the show is 712-770-4160, access code 915-411-POUND. I repeat, 
1-800-415-4160. The access code, 915-411-POUND. Tonight's subject, Chaos Rain presents Spirituality, or Can Spirituality Liberate the Minds of Blacks from Religion? Now, Crumb, the church, um, because I've noticed, and this is what I'm observing, the power the church has now on people now. And I say a call. I'm going to take a call in a second, caller. I feel, and maybe you have a different view, that the, the church is really losing its grip on people globally in a sense where now to force people back into religion, there has to be a constant state of putting people to fear. I'm not sure since we have this so-called unknown virus that's out here now, that is it forcing people to go back and hope to find Jesus Christ to, for their sins so that if anything of Armageddon happens, that they might be rewarded into the kingdom of heaven. I'm not sure you think people rushing back to religion now that they feel that these might be the so-called end of days. What's your thoughts on that? I'm open to line for this. I'll, I'll make my answer short because I don't want the caller to be holding too long and hang up. I want to hear what they got to say. Okay. Um, but I this. We are seeing where religion is losing its foothold because when we're dealing with what we call religion in America, these are really 501c3 nonprofit organizations. A 501c3 nonprofit organization is a status that the church has for tax-free exemptions from the government. Now that the whole COVID-19 thing is happening, the government is saying the church is shut down. If the church mm-hmm. wants to keep their tax-free exemption, they're going to do whatever the church says. I'm sorry, whatever the state says. And now that this new COVID thing is happening, the state is backing away from the church, which is making the church lose its impact. We are going into the age of Aquarius and getting out of the age of Pisces. So we're going from a religious age to a more um, spiritual age. And so we're seeing where these things are taking place in due time because these things happen every 2,000 years. Um, so the 2,000-year the, the reign of Jesus is up. Let's see what the caller has to say. I'm not trying to direct things. I was just curious. I'm sorry. All right. Well, let me see what somebody has a question. Um, let me check. All right, caller, opium line. Who's this? All right. What's going on, Gary? That's good. That's good, Jay. Yeah, um, I, I would just say that, I mean, the only thing that I could take away from, from the subject matter or what y'all guys are talking about is that, uh, if anything, um, religion is a tool to control thought and behavior. Control thought and behavior. I think if, when you break down everything, you know, whatever stories, all the different components you want to add to it, it boils down to control of thought and actions and, and the way of people on how their behavior is, how they, they act on things, and that that's, works basically together. Um, I see, you know, just in my opinion, that uh you know as much as religion is here you know you have some stability in some parts of the world you have some stable people that's religious but overall 
religion, wherever you is there, there's still negativity. So I think that everything all goes together. It's a mindset of people. I think religion was brought here by the mindset of people. The whole thought process of even the breakdown of one religion, all religions, um, you know, what are the rules and what are the do's and the don'ts of religion is coming from a human being. And that's all I could take away from that. Again, not whether negative, positive, you can, you know, take it, take it apart how you want it. There's people that uh, use it for positivity in, in, in ways, and a lot of people, they use it for negativity. And, again, I, I think that overall the, the, the main thing is controlling the mindset as far as thought process and how behavior Behavior and actions from a human being. How do they act? I'll leave it there. Good show, bro. All right. I guess you had a comment more than a question. Um, it is a thought. It is a behavior. Um, but like I said, um, to make anything a behavior, someone has to create that thought and know the outcome of that behavior. Um, as y'all know, religion, one of the best weapons religion has done is teach people that there is something that's going to happen or there's something outside this world that either you enter the realm of hell or you enter the gates of what they call heaven. And that's the thing that holds a lot of our people because our people are very, very religious. Don't fall asleep on black people. Out of all other religious groups or other ethnic groups, black people are the religious the most. That's why we we make better slaves, better people to control. Hell, if you look at the continent Africa, they're so controlled that they put white images in their church and have what I last time I heard, especially in Ghana, I could be wrong, or Nigeria, one of them countries, they have a statue of a big one, a white Jesus. Hell, we can go for a day, even allow an award and make non-black people in their tribes or certain parts of the country kings. How this is accomplished? Simple. By giving them a false god and giving them their god. So anything that doesn't look like or represent them, they are going to worship and look for them for answers. That's why when you look at black people and you people never understand why the self hate is so high and so much in our action is because we don't see ourselves as anything more than something that was a mistake. That we are cursed. We are evil. So like anything, we do everything possible to either correct the evil or vanquish it. And usually that will mean vanquishing ourselves. So that's my answer, I wasn't lay out um if Jay's still there but yeah yeah i mean i mean yeah i would yeah, say that so. sinning sinning was also the the whole process of sinning and the rules of how humans behave came from a human being and the control mm -hmm. remember remember jay religion is for the conquer you know what i'm saying for actually no for the for the for the um for the peasant not not for the um conquer um i have another call let me see what this is so, 
Let me see. Oh, and if anybody that's heavily into Christianity, please call up and ask your question. Call at open line. Who's this? Hey, Chaos. How you doing, man? This is Ken. Oh, here's my good Christian friend, Kenneth Thompson himself. <laughs> so, Kenneth, what questions or what anything you want to expound on the subject matter to what you have heard? The first, yeah, the first thing, the first question I like to ask is to the brother. Um, Chrome Snatcher, I think you said is, is his name. Um, and how are you doing tonight, bro? Um, but my question is, um, do you distinguish a difference um, between religion and God? Hello? Um, yeah. First, I want to say peace and love to the brother, peace and love to everybody listening, and, of course, peace and love to my gracious host, Chaos. I am your humble brother, Crumb of Crumb TV on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. So let's get right into the question. You said, do I distinguish as making a difference between religion and God? Yes. Yeah, yeah, because people can, you know, and I, I think there's a lot of, people who, who, who say they're religious, and a lot of us, the reason we're not religious because we see these religious people, and they have a very weak religion. And what I mean is that we see a, a, a large demographic of Christians who believe in God, and they'll tell you, I believe in God, but they're not religious almost at all. And we kind of right. talk probably. We'll say, hey, yeah, I get it. You believe in God, but you don't read your Bible, dot, 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 religiously. You don't go to church, dot, 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 religiously. You don't take into, um, uh, 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 you're not observant of the major religious holidays, you know, so on, so on, so So you're going to see these people who they, they believe in God, and they'll tell you, and if you say something crazy or not crazy, but outside of their spectrum of understanding, they're going to get mad and, you know, oh, I believe in God. You're like, how do you believe in God? You're you're the neighborhood whore. You you you're this and that. Yada yada yada. Being that they do believe in God, they just don't have a religion in terms of what they do daily. And if I could just add on to what the other brother was saying previously, and kind of tie that in, you know, um, these people who practice the religion part of it in terms of doing things daily, that that's to better their life. So you know, I want to. Not, not talking about the God aspect, but more so the religion. I want to compare it to a hammer. Can a hammer build you a house? Absolutely. No question about it. Can a hammer bust you in the head and, you know, kill you? Yeah, absolutely. So now it, it's, it's in the – it only has power based off what the person does with it. Are there pro- prosperity preachers who are just in it to get rich and that's bad religion? Absolutely. Are there people who have an effed-up life? and they need some structure and somebody to tell them how to think and how to move and yada, yada, yada. And has Christianity made them better people because they practice the religion? No, you know, we, we can't deny that even as a starch atheist, which I'm not saying I'm that person, but if I were to come in contact with that person, I'd have to say, hey, you know, let's just keep the conversation balanced. But, yeah, just to acknowledge, you know, give a two for one, there's a, there's a big difference between uh, God and religion. And I think, you know, when we see it in practice, it, it, it's very distasteful. 
Okay, can I ask another question, or or do I have to wait? No, go ahead. No one's raised their hand. Go ahead, ask as many questions as you want. Since you're okay, cool. Oh, okay, okay, because because uh, and I hear this a lot. Uh, uh, I, I don't know. I think it may be more on Black YouTube, you know. Um, but there seems to be this disdain for uh, I, I, I'm going to say Christianity, but really I think it's just religion as a whole, in, in, in that. It's been utilized to, I guess, control blacks to to be uh, subservient to white people is is the way is, and I I even heard it tonight, um, you know, and I I, I will I would like to kind of uh, say, well, can't can't you apply that logic to 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 anything? Um, <laughs> I mean, why do we stop at religion? We just saw a situation. Um, and that's what I'm asking you. Can't you apply that logic? Why do you stop at religion? That's my question. I just want to, you know, just kind of well, well, justify me, why. Me, just, well, I, okay, me, go ahead. I'm sorry. Let me, attack, ahead. Head on. Let, me, let, me, let me attack that head on. Let's deal with what the brother's saying. The brother's giving an assumption. He mm. has no idea what is being addressed. He's just a listener for today, and based off of that, he's giving a sweeping conclusion. The reality is, We've never stopped that religion. That's just what he saw. But I think that's the issue with the religious conversation. It, it more often than not tends to be uh, framed in tunnel vision. You know, um, any like, matter of fact, I remember one time I talked about diabetes, and it was like, is that all you can talk about? Like, you're a random person. You just came in here, and you heard me talking about diabetes. I just talked about diabetes this one time. It's not what I talk about all the time. It's just that person was geared to kind of put it in a, in a very limited scope of, of, of what it really is. But nonetheless, we're dealing with Hydra family. We're dealing with Hydra. If anybody in the room knows what Hydra is, you cut one, one head off to grow back. Dr. Frances Cress Welsing and her predecessor, Dr. Neely Fuller Jr., said if you don't understand racism, white supremacy, everything else will confuse you. And I think a lot of times when we're dealing with, with, with Christians, they don't understand the full dynamic of white supremacy. Therefore, you're going to get limited scope questions. And no disrespect to the brother, but I got to admit, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. This might not be the platform for those particular type of questions, as those are kind of loaded questions. The question should be, you know, um, you know, what's the next step or where do we go from here? But, you know, this, that's more of a critique, and I don't think it's really, it really holds water, in, especially not in this conversation. But especially if you really look at Crumb TV, I'm a master student. Because I, mm-hmm. I do understand racism, white supremacy. I understand the Hydra concept. You cut one head off, two go back. If we were short-sighted enough to just focus on religion, then we would get nowhere. But we don't do that. So anybody who even thinks that we're doing that, yeah, I don't think you really understand the scope of what we're dealing with here. So with Crumb TV and with Chaos that I've noticed is we, we, we tackle a cornucopia of topics, and if I, if, I, if I could even, you know, come to um, uh, chaos as, you know, within my time of need within these type of questions, chaos started the conversation talking about cuties and Netflix because we're, we're not limited in scope to say, you know, because I know a lot of people will cherry pick 
my grandma, I don't care what you're talking about. She's going to make it about Jesus. I know some of us know somebody. I don't care what you're talking about. They're going to make it about the NFL or they're going to make it about Jordan or whatever it is they're, 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 they're adamant about. But, you know, I get that you may experience that in the world, but you don't experience that with chaos or with crumb TV. You know, we, mm-hmm. we understand that this is, is, is a diamond to where if you just look at one side, then you're missing the picture. It's a forest, not a tree. Okay, so, and I guess now I'm, uh, you know, because I'm just, I'm just asking questions based on what I've been listening to up to this point. And like I said, it, it, it's what I'm listening to right now uh, uh, is, is, has a lot to do with what I've, what I've constantly heard, even, even in, in the, on this platform, on the platform of TRS. I mean, so that, that, was, that was the reason why I asked the question. But, um, you know, and I'm trying to, I guess I should have started off by asking you, I mean, um, uh, what, what is, you know, what is your personal belief as far as religion and God? You know, I, I think well, I missed that part. I don't know if you got. No, 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 you're fine, you're fine. Now, we're dealing with the word belief. We have to understand, because keep in mind, black people, if you don't understand racism, white supremacy, then nothing else will make sense to you. By the time our children, our children get to fifth grade, their European counterparts know approximately 10,000 more words than they do. You have to understand the struggle in which we came up under. We, for 400 years approximately, let's say 235 to be respectful, for 235 years we weren't allowed to read. So now when we talk about these words, we're going to talk about it from a very, no disrespect to you, but a a very niggerish point of view. When we're dealing with the word belief, belief insinuates things not known. So now when you're going to deal with the opposite of belief, it is to know the, the, the hidden side of Christianity or this belief system is knowledge. Knowledge is to know. Belief is to have an idea about something you don't understand. Verily, I say unto thee, Christians, be very careful with what you believe, because we, as black people, were told, believe none of what you hear and only half of what you see. We have to be more responsible. So now, if I say to you, how does it feel outside? You say, I don't know. I believe it's going to be a good day then you understand by, by virtue of the nature of the words that this person's dealing with something and there, there is no factual uh, anything behind it. So for me, I don't bother with belief because if I don't know, I'm going to be humble enough with you to just tell you up front, I don't know. Hey, is it, is, does it, is it cold outside? I don't know. Oh, I believe it's cold outside. But I haven't been out there today. I have no clue. It's shit. It could be burning hot. I don't know. So now um, the opposite or, or, or the other side of this coin in terms of the belief system of Christianity is called Gnostic, G-N-O-S-T-I-C, Gnostic. Some people will allude that the G inside of the compass and square of Freemasonry stands for Gnostic. Some people say geometry, but that's... I'm not going to get too deep into the Masonic side, but when we're dealing with Gnostic, Gnostic by definition means to know. 
keep in mind, go back into Genesis, chapter 1. Uh, I'm sorry, excuse me, I think it's chapter 3, my, my pardon me. Genesis chapter 3, when the serpent interacts with Eve. According to the Gnostic teachings, this is prior to your 1611 Bible, according to the Gnostic teachings, the serpent asked, asked Eve, why does your God seek to keep you ignorant? Because keep in mind, he, he, he gave her uh, uh, knowledge. Th that fruit was of the knowledge of good and evil. That was a Gnostic fruit to give knowledge, to say, hey, you, you don't have to um, um, uh, live within a belief system. And keep in mind, when we're dealing with uh, the age that we're in now, because Jesus told the disciples, he said, I will be with you until the end of this age. I won't be. Jesus never said I'll be with you forever. Go back and read your Bible, Christians. He said I'll only be here until the end of the age. So then, but, but the, 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 the disciples didn't know what the hell he was talking about. They was like, so what do we do? We don't know where to go from here. He said, go into the city and you'll see a man carrying a pitcher of water. This alludes to the water bearer, the new age. Keep in mind, when we're dealing with ages, we're dealing with houses. He said, go to that house. I don't know if the family's aware of this because our children know, I'm sorry, our children um, is it me? Is my father? There are many mansions or many houses. Yeah, in okay. my father's house. In my father's house, there are many mansions. How do you get a mansion inside of a house? You can't. He's not talking about a house like a living dwelling place or a mansion like a living or a dwelling place. I don't. The the the, the thing that 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 that. Uh, eludes me with Christians is we know Jesus talked in parables. However, we still want to take the stories literally. Mm -hmm. the, uh, the, uh, the, um, the disciples said, Jesus, I don't get it. Jesus said, it's a fucking parable. I'm not saying in my father's house, literally, there are many mansions. I'm saying a house is a zodiac house. Where is Jesus from? I come from Bethlehem. What does Bethlehem mean, good Christians? The house of bread. What do you mean the house of bread, Crumb? What are you talking about? I'm talking about the house of Virgo. Jesus comes out of the house of Virgo. Bethlehem is the house of Virgo. Bethlehem, which is Virgo, translates as the house of bread. But when I say these things to Christians, they want to they take, take everything literally because it's a belief system. And you coming, you're, you're coming in compromised. And, and, and with a certain mindset. So now all we want to do, because we know our Christian brothers and sisters' hearts, they have good hearts and they're good people, and I'm not going to get up here and bash anybody or try to debate or anything, because, you know, in essence, we, we all know that, that we're just trying to make sense of this crazy world, and I can't blame a person for trying to do that, whether it be through, you know, anything. You know, I, I don't knock nobody's hustle. I'm just saying that um, now we are in the age of information. We're in the computer age. Well, what do you mean we're in the computer age, the age of information? This is a Gnostic time that we are living in, in which, and this is the, the, the Bible already talks about it, what is done in the dark shall come to the light. We're seeing so many new revelations. What does apocalypse mean? Apocalypse means the great revealing 
Oh, I thought the revelation was a revelation means to reveal. Oh, revelation, death and destruction. No, revelation. I received a new revelation. Well, in computer terms, that means you receive the download. In 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 mm. galactic terms, when I was in fifth grade, you that was an aha moment when the light went off. That's a revelation. Shit start making sense. It's not death and oh de- no, you're taking shit literal again. In addition to that, black people don't know the words. So we sit here trying to read the Bible, but we we, we can't really read per se. You know? Most well, of us Christians, please. I would say this. If you notice now the average now for most black people, and this is just average now, and I'm not pointing, but most black people, particularly men, if they get through a third grade reading level, they're more exempt from potentially being put into prison because that's where they find the marker of what they call understanding of the so-called English tongue. That's right. Teach. Teach. So you know. when we look at the, and mind you, you said we're in the Virgo, and we are in Virgo season, ironically. <laughs> but let's go Shout further. Think about this. Eighth grade. I mean, I mean, fifth grade. I mean, uh, people that's seven, eight years old, which eight is also you flip the sign is infinity. The third grade is where that's where the mark, and that means a child reaches seven, eight, where that same age they have more of an understanding of themselves a little bit, not like complete, but they're at that point where they, when you talk to them, they have they can get an idea of what you're saying to a degree. So that's the mark where they have to really focus the most. Because now said this is where the child is going to come to self or trying to come to understanding where all programming might stop because now they're going to sit there and what they're going to do, Crumb? Question. You get it? When we were seven, eight years old, we used to question. That's the age when we start questioning things. You get me? Yeah, I thought I was. I so thought I right there, they, see, I tell people these people that we deal with are very much genius of not only language but time itself. To know, saying, how can I keep a set of people under my foothill? Because if I don't apply the pressure, they are going to come out of wherever they are into enlightenment, and my day of rule will be over. So I have to prolong what time for what for my self-preservation so good to you crumb that's one laid out no i i just really you know and, and number one i appreciate you thank you so much but i wanted to just try, try my best to answer that question in the most concise manner because sometimes i tend to be long-winded my apologies so please you know if if anybody else wants to add value yeah so well, I, I, can, Oh, go ahead, Kenneth. Go ahead, oh, Kenneth. Uh, was yeah. that clear well, enough? Or any other questions? Because somebody did raise their hand, but they put their hand down. So any other questions, Kenneth? Oh, yeah. Look, well, sure. I Because I'm trying to just uh, ascertain, uh, you know, this brother's, um, you know, where he stands. So, like, when I ask him about a belief, and um, you understand that the reason why people uh, utilize that word is because none of us as humans can really say that we know. Okay, you you can't. You, I, yes, you there, can. No, I mean, no, you can't. How can you? Yes, you can. Because How? you 
the only thing you know is you. Do you not know you? Right. So so that so that still goes. That's that's exactly what my point. So in the, when we're when we're talking about God and and, and and well mainly God, not so much religion, okay. But when we're talking about God, you know, and I can say, well, you know, I believe because of these these you know this 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 and this. And somebody can say, well, I don't believe, you know. I mean, it's it, you know it, it's a very very uh, a touch and go kind of like situation where. We're, we're talking, and that's why I think people use the word belief because you you know because even even when you when you you know you got Allah and you got Buddha and you got Jehovah and you got the Trinity and you got all these all these different you know something oh shit oh no that oh no sorry watching the that's right yep yep that's right um sorry watching the Rams and the and the Cowboys but anyways um the point the point the point being is when you that's the reason why people use the word belief, you know. But uh, do you think that religion hurts blacks? I, I kind of missed that. It, I don't know if, if you yeah. if you comment on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, overall, it does because we don't understand the language. Um, you 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 can't benefit from something you truly don't understand. And, in order to really get a grasp of it, you have to understand it. And we just have not understood it. You know, Grandma been reading that book since, since you know, Grandma been reading that book since before I was born, and she still don't get it. So, oh, so, so when I, yeah, when I ask you, do you think it hurts? I, I, I submit to you that I think that, because uh, me, me being a, a Christian, we don't follow the Bible. We don't, and I think that is what hurt us. What hurts us it is not just as blacks, but just as human as human being as as a whole. So whenever we have, I'm having this conversation with people, I, the first thing I say, well, well, if we follow the Bible, well, that, and you're that, saying that, that's, that's, no, no, I'm, go ahead. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, no, I'm sorry. When we, when we follow when we follow the Bible. If if we if we strive to follow the Bible as best we could, even the examples you gave, those are not people that are following the Bible. I don't care. You can say a lot of things. You know, <laughs> that don't mean that'll make it true. You know, so it, it, you can't. You can say, "Well, I'm a Christian," but if you're not behaving like a Christian, you're just a Christian in name. You're not. You, you're not. You're not really a Christian. You know, and that, that don't mean that we're all perfect. But if you're if you're just willfully doing things, well, then that that's different. You know, so when I so when I ask the question. Does it hurt people? So I would ask you, well, what what is it about? Because remember, I, well, the first question I asked you was, well, why do we pinpoint religion? And you kind of went on, you know, this this spiel about, you know, this, that, and the third. But we're talking about religion tonight. I understand you maybe you had a, you have a wide a wide array of different, you know, concepts and beliefs and you know stuff like that. But tonight is my understanding. Yeah, we're talking I, about religion. I, I I don't pinpoint religion, so I don't see how that question was. Um, because we're talking about tonight. We're talking. No, no, that's, that's, you... that's just a random topic of tonight. That's, that, that in no way. I understand. A... I, no, I, I got yeah, you. I that's the only reason why I'm that's, asking that's, tonight that's, because that's the conversation. That's like well, it's the that's, conversation you know, tonight. Uh, uh, yeah, saying say so, you pinpointed it is, is a gross exaggeration of what's happening tonight. <laughs> well, I mean, I just you know I know chaos talked about uh, cuties a little bit. I'm just going by the title and what I've been listening to. So uh, uh, 
you know, in so facto, that's why I thought we think we're having a conversation. When when you when you so, said well, earlier, why are we having a random conversation about religion? Because we're just having a random conversation about religion. It's nothing been pinpointed at all, brother. It's a conversation it's a about religion. The pinpoint, bro, is the conversation, the title of the show tonight is, is that Chaos titled it is religion. That's, you know, that, that's all. So that's why, so it has been pinpointed. We've narrowed down a wide array of topics, whether we can talk about racism, or we can talk about sports, or we can talk about ra- raising children, or we can talk about, you know, okay, let's, uh, let's, uh, business. Let's all right, Ken, I, don't, I don't think that was a, a, a very good question, and I think we're, we're, we're digressing at this point. Well, I, well, I was trying. I, what Kenneth, I was trying to, Kenneth, I, Kenneth, Kenneth, go ahead, Kenneth. Go ahead. To be honest with you, the title was spiritual, and can spiritual. What it, I think I titled to yeah. let you re-educate because you just gone by the title. No, read the, read the title, the, bro. Read the title. Uh, uh, read the, the title. Focus, the read focus. The focus of the show. The focus of the show is read the title, chaos. Hello, <laughs> hello. Can you hear me? You don't want to read the title now. Can you hear me? Ken, I Ken, who's the host? Ken. You're not hosting. Excuse me. No, I'm, I'm saying this. It's titled, Can Spirituality Liberate the Minds of Blacks from Religion? That's it. That's the title. Okay. Is there a problem with the right. title? No, there's no problem with the title. But it's my understanding from listening to the brother and me asking him questions, he said that, uh, you know, he, he started talking about how on his show he has a wide array of topics. I got you. I understand. Based on the, based on the title of the show, I'll read it again, Chaos Reigns Presents. Can spirituality mm-hmm. liberate the minds of blacks from religion? Mm-hmm. So then, okay, it sounds like we're going to talk about blacks in relation to religion tonight. So we have narrowed down a wide array of topics based mm-hmm. on, this, on this conversation here, on, on the title here. So when I ask the brother the question, you know, it sounds like he thinks he knows maybe a lot more than what he really knows, you know, based on his responses. I'm just trying to ascertain, you know, what what his what his real what his real what his real belief is, and and not and wait wait wait, wait how, hold on excuse me I'm, I'm hearing somebody Becker how consistent hold on, um, Crumb you said something? Cause I have another raise another person yeah. raised their hand. You said something? Yeah, let's let's go to the next question, please. All right, let's go let's to the next caller. Yeah. Okay, next caller, who's this? Hey Gary, I, I didn't hear much of the. Uh, uh, the caller, man, so you could skip me, bro. Okay, cool. Well, I guess no one else has their hands up. Um, but you see, one thing, and let me be clear to a lot of people that's very religious, you know, this is not really a tech, per se. We're just separate. We're just doing, um, saying, dealing with just the talking points about spirituality and religion and importance. Right. That's it. It's not for some say that, Spirituality is better than your religion. No, we're not wasting time that. That's my check. You get me? We're just going through the information at hand. That's why when you see Crump explain, and mind you, Crump, don't always be ashamed that you're long way. You're trying to bring a point so people can get clarity. You get me, brother? Absolutely. Thank you. So for those, if you feel that you're offended and you want to conflict to how he's responding to the answer, I have no answer for you, brother. You know what I'm saying? The only thing I can say is if the, if the answer he gives is not good enough, just leave it as is. That's simple. Now, we have a woman that's calling in. Let me see if she has any questions. Lady Ottawa, are you there? Yes, I am. How are you? 
I'm good. How you doing? I'm I'm good, and I'm enjoying your guest. And his name is. Um, he could present himself. Crumb, you there? Yes, go ahead. Yes, I am your humble brother, Crumb. Peace and love, sister. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Um, one thing I wanted to just uh, bring back to the fore is your definition of religion which I thought was interesting, and I think I've heard um, scholars speak the same way Dr. Clark said something similar that religion is what you do daily, your practice daily. And so I appreciate you saying that, and I also appreciate you clarifying the statement, in my father's house, there are many mansions. I really, truly, truly appreciate how you broke that down in terms of talking about the houses and the cosmology in the heavens. Um, Yes, ma'am. I want to ask you this. Uh, Do you feel that we have been led away from ourselves in, 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 in the sense that the work that we have to do is on an individual basis, that we have to go within ourselves to, to know what it is we want to know. Well, let me say on this call, like I said on the last call, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. That's the right question. That's the right question right there. So now what we are really dealing with is a God. Yes, that's true. We're, we are dealing with a God. We are dealing with a deity. We are dealing with a higher power. We are dealing with a supernatural entity. Here's the catch. It's inside, not outside. Of ourselves. It's inside of ourselves. That's it. And for these people to remain in power, they have to keep that as a secret. They have to Mm -hmm. keep it a secret. The secret, you know, what what did Jesus say in the Bible? He said, um, isn't it not written that ye are all God? That's right. And then Jesus said to them, greater works are in you than are in me. That's right. Mm-hmm. Come on now. That's right. And in Ephesians, I, I can't uh, give you the exact verse, but it says, let the same mind be in you that was in Christ, the G, uh, Jesus the Christ, who thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Ooh, you teaching. You teaching. You know, and and. I want to just kind of cherry pick what you said because I think it's so powerful and it, it's so easy to get overlooked. It says the Christ. Christ is not a name. Christ is a title. And because it is a title, it can be adorned upon anybody. I can mm-hmm. be the Christ. You can be the That's Christ. Right. So now um, what, what, what we call this in this new era of religion where it's more spiritual, we don't call it Jesus Christ. We call it Christ consciousness. Mm-hmm. And that's something that happens inside of us, not 
in the sky and, you know, somewhere else. You get baptized and there's a dove that comes from somewhere. No, that, no, not outside, inside. Look within. This is where all of that stuff is happening at. Mm-hmm. So now mm-hmm. um, in the Bible, when, when Jesus finally meets the disciples, he said, go, go into the city. You're going to see a man in a house. He's carrying a pitcher of water. When he finally meets the disciples, he meets the disciples in the upper room. You know what the, the upper, upper room, room is at? Being, the upper room being, brother, my question. I'm asking a question. Yes, ma'am. It is our mind. The higher elevation of where Thank we you. think at. The upper Thank room. You. The holy of holies. The holy the of holies. That's right, sis. That's right, sis. The holy of holies you know, is the place. That's right. You know, in the uh, Vatican City, where um, the popes and the cardinals and all of them are, they have a statue of a pine cone. It's a huge sculpture. And if you look at the pine cone, it has like the ridges on it, which is the pineal gland which they say is the seat of the soul. Now, these Europeans, it's a huge monument. Um, And it's clear to me that they have awareness of information that is not readily available to all of us, you know, there's there's inside work that we have to do to attain or to actualize who we are. But we're not doing that work. Everything is outside. We're caught up with all this material and circumstances outside of us, which distracts us from going into these high places within ourselves. That's right. You know, so I'm not trying can, to preach. You just, you know, moving some stuff in my mental matter. I want to thank you so much. And I want to add a little bit more value if I could. Is that okay? Please, please. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. So now you got two brothers, uh, Jacob and Esau. The mama said it feels like there's a war in my womb. So now uh, Esau comes out first. Jacob come out holding that boy's heels. Now keep in mind, this is all parable. Don't take this literally. Jacob come out holding that boy's heels on his back. They, you know, it's a whole big thing when they grow up. Uh, Esau, like an idiot, sells his birthright because he's the firstborn. God mm-hmm. is so mad. You know, God is good for changing people's names. God is so mad, he changed his name from Esau to Edom. So now uh, Jacob gets the birthright. He goes on, and now Jacob gets to wrestling with an angel. Gets to wrestling at Mount Pineal. Hmm. When he was at, you know, God is good for changing people's names. Jacob's name got changed to what? Good Christians. They changed that. That angel said, "You you wrestle with an angel at Mount Pineal. Your name is now Israel." 
Your name is no longer Jacob. We calling you Israel. Because he wrestled on the mountain. Wrestled with an angel. At Mount, which, which mountain? <laughs> which mountain? Pineal. Uh-huh. This is not mm-hmm. literally a mountain or a man who wrestled with an right. angel. This is, this is parable. This is metaphor. This is allegory for mm-hmm. what happens in the mind. Where, where is the fight? The fight is mental. We playing chess, not yes, checkers. It is. The, That's the fight right. is mental. That's they right, said that buddy. man wrestled in his mind. And, and, and because he, re- he reached a certain mental elevation, they changed that man's name from Jacob to Israel. Are you following me, church? Can, it, yes, can I get amen. an amen? Amen. Hallelujah. All right. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Lady Ottawa, any other questions? Because I'm probably going to let you close out. Um. Actually, he has a YouTube channel, um, could be better, um, and a Facebook and IG. Um, Crumb will lay that information as we wrap up. So if you got a pen and paper or whatever your device on it, just um, follow back the playback, possibly, to follow him. Is that cool, Lady Ottawa? Yes. Yeah. Normally, normally I would share his information on the YouTube, but YouTube is, you know, you know, situated on YouTube. So right now, just go back to the playback, and you know, you'll get the information. Is that cool, Lady Ottawa? That's fine. All right. Thank you again for for calling in. Thank you. I appreciate it. Always a supporter. Thank you. Thank you, sis. Thank you. All right, Crumb. I guess we put in roughly close to two hours on this topic. Some people got in their feelings. Some people, you know, lay out their understanding of it. But at the end of the day, this is all for educational purpose, you know. Um. I never cover religion and spirituality in my podcast like this, but I think tonight, with your help and assistance, I think it was clear enough, you know. Um, one thing I would say, um, that if people don't understand, there is a difference, but like I said, anything you follow, make sure you question it as a man. Yeah. As any man. Um because if it was put placed on you at a young child and you get to age now to understanding, you should always do the research yourself. Matter of fact, if you're reading the Bible or the Quran, go through it in a more different fashion. These words, these allegory words, these old English words, what they really mean when the story of this happened. What the real message we try to get. Always put yourself in what is the message at the end of it. Do not take it literally as a human being. You get me? Because that's where you get fooled all the time. Oh, I have one lady that called. Let me see what she has to ask. Um, this is going to be the last caller. Hello? Is this you, Gigi? Hello? Hi, Gary. Hi, Gary. This is Gigi. Okay. Yes, Gigi. Hello? How you doing? Mm-hmm. How you doing? I wanted to thank you. For, I want to thank you for the show. It's very interesting. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask mm-hmm. the guest if he if he's ever heard of Reverend Stephen Darby, the late Reverend Stephen Darby. No, ma'am. Okay. Well, hopefully you'll be back, and maybe you'll get a chance to listen to him. He passed away, but his uh, videos are still on. Um, I guess it's YouTube. And I need you to listen to him, and, and maybe when you come back, you can tell me 
what you think about him. Um, once again, Gary, thank you for a great show, and mm-hmm. I am done. Thanks. All right. And I'll do the ladies that called in with the energy that y'all brought in. Um, Crump, you know, remember you and me were talking about, said maybe we should, the next time if I have you on, we should probably talk about, the, you know, the black woman's God aspect on the show, if possible. I would say Absolutely. something, but it would be very controversial, though, Gary. No, in a minute, it doesn't matter, I mean, because it's all for purpose, because, you know, we, we deal with the balance here on my show, at least. I, I'm not so hard and lazy like that. So in regards to that, there are some evidence of that, you know, not just the metaphoric, but just in its entirety, the, the importance of women's role. Huh? Can I say it now? It'll be short. Okay. I don't want the women, ladies to be mad at me. I would say, I would say that this is not about religion necessarily. It's more spirituality. I feel that every human being has a, a void in them that only God can fill. And I feel mm-hmm. that every female, I hope they don't get mad at me, has a void that not a, not a dirty joke. This is not a dirty joke. It's a void or strength in them. Because I always tell dirty jokes, but this is serious. I'm serious this time. Has a void that only a man, <laughs> shut up, specifically a black man, can fill. And unfortunately, okay. Okay. We, we try to we try to find that in almost any black man, and and I don't even want to talk about the interracial nightmare that's going on. But that's my point. I'm done. <laughs> All right, thank you, Gigi. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, I'll have you back on probably in the the new year or somewhat to talk, discuss that. Is that cool, Crumb? Absolutely. I want to thank you. I want to mm-hmm. thank all the. Guests. I want to thank well everybody who called in, everybody listening. I want to even apologize for the negative exchange or the confusion or whatever it was that I had with the brother. You know, it's don't all apologize, lie. brother. Don't apologize. Well said. Well, well said. Everything that you needed to say, brother. Don't don't apologize or take anything back. You were one hundred on it. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, I just appreciate everybody. Thank all of you. Mhm. And one more again. Um. Oh, before you give your links, um, I like to appreciate you having um Mr. Booker on your podcast. I mean, you're on on YouTube. Sorry. In regards to his information on Kick Out, Kicked Out of Heaven Volumes 1 through 3, um, like I said, I know some brothers have put out good literature work, um, Crumb, that you're familiar with, even on your channel. And like I said, I come across oh, yeah. a few of these brothers every day. And like Keenan Booker, he is one of the many dudes that I've come across. And I not only yeah. had a podcast, but I've been following. So, you know, I appreciate you had him on your show. Can I um, say something again real fast? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mama's boy did the show on Kicked Out of Heaven Part One, and it was painful. But we had to listen to it. It was a painful, you know, a show. But we had to know it, and I, I think that's just fantastic. If you if you have you had all three volumes, or there's three volumes or two. No, well, right now the the next show that I will do, and I'm going to let you know ahead of time, will be the third volume. But I was the one with the help of Mama's Boy, that brought attention to this brother. Because I did not know about Kenny Booker until Mama's Boy mentioned him and his work. So, you know, like any person, I went out and, you know, looked up the book 
on, you know, Amazon. And look what the book compiled. So you like anything, I went to go find the author personally and spend the money with the author of the book and bought the book from him directly. Do you get me? And I think I'm the only man right now, I'm not sure about Mama's Boy, I have actually all three volumes, the physical copies, and the digital copies as well. Now, so I like that Mama's Boy because without him, I wouldn't know Keenan Booker. I wouldn't went out my way to go look who this man is. So mm-hmm. for, y- for y'all to know that Keenan Booker that had on um, TRS was the help mm-hmm. of Mama's Boy, so I gave him appreciate. So if you didn't know Crumb, I came across Keenan Booker because of the show that I do weekly. You get me? From another brother. Yeah. So, so, like I said, we help each other out at Black Pew, and this is how we should do moving forward. We have to network and work with each other, help each other to find other people that either like mine or non-like mine, and, you know, deal with each other accordingly, you know what I'm saying, to not only put information, but to work, you know, to get the better outcomes for the better of the group. So, Crumb, can you give people the links to where they can find you and follow you, if you may? Absolutely. So as you know, I am your humble brother, Crumb, and you can find me on YouTube at Crumb TV. You can also find me on Facebook on Crumb TV. We, I got shadow banned at 50, 57,000 followers. I should have been at 100,000 by now, um, but, you know, the algorithm, they don't like certain information. And there's a new wave of fact checkers, but be, beyond that, I'm also on Instagram, TV underscore, and um, hopefully I will be expanding into some other platforms. So just look for Crumb mm-hmm. TV on Google or wherever your search engine of preference mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hey, and Crumb, if any future streams you do, if you gave me a shout-out on your channel, I will roughly appreciate it, if possible. This is a request. You don't have to, but, you know, it would be nice. What? <laughs> Once in the blue. What? what? Yeah. Well, yeah, brother, yeah. you know, um, w- with all due respect, I'm going to say mm-hmm. no. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. Okay, cool. I'm going to cool. say the only way that's going to happen is if mm-hmm. you come on the platform. So okay, I okay, I could do that. Come on. <laughs> that's right. I need you to come on my platform. Yeah. All right. And, okay. All right. You know. Let us know, uh, Gary, so we can come over too. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Usually it's me because I have my little channel. Yeah, I could do that. I'm not sure what I could do in regards to what subject matter to what I know. But, yeah, I can come on your channel and see what we could do and the best of my ability. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. You're, you're, you're a very sharp brother, you know, and I know we always just have good conversations. It's great energy. Let's just come and just have a build freestyle session. It doesn't matter. I just want to show you the same love you showed me. All right. Well, you know, I have your number, so I'll reach out to you to make it happen. I have to schedule the time of day, you know. You know? Mm-hmm. I could do that. We could do that. Okay. Yes. All right. Thank you again, Crumb, for coming on. Um, and thank everybody for listening to tonight's broadcast. You know, if you missed what you heard, go back to the playback. Um, you know, this will be on Chaos Rain channel and, you know, all other outlets down the line. Um, thank everybody for listening to tonight's stream. Um, be on the lookout for the next podcast. Until next time, take care. Good night. Thank you again for listening to another broadcast. And like always, comment, subscribe, and like this video. You can also follow me on Twitter at ChaosRain7. Thank you again for listening, and thank you, Crumb Snatcher.
always subscribe to Crumb Snatcher TV. And like always, the chaos reigns.